Hello and welcome to the D&D 420 podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping you become a better dungeon master. My name is Eric M. Hunter and I am a struggling game master trying to find a better way to tell a story. Joining me shortly is Jimmy St. James. He's the creator of D&D 420 and an avid D&D fan with over 30 years of experience. Welcome to the Monster Spotlight. We're going to start a brand new series uh, right here on the D&D 420 podcast where we're going to climb in deep into our bestiary that you can check out over at dnd420.com. Uh, and we're going to go through all the cool monsters that Jim has created for his world that you can use in yours, uh, including you know how they came to be, special traits uh, when using them in battle, things like that. So I hope you guys really enjoy this. Jim, I'm hearing things, and it's a, if I remember correctly, it's a hollow, like, um, wind through a tube that comes from a great distance. That's when I know I'm being attacked by the Detrith. The dreaded Detrith. That's right. In this series, we're going to talk about all of the monsters that I've come up with and give you some background on them, give you some... uh, common stories that we might know about them things like that uh and the detrith you're right they have they the detrith are about four foot tall little hyena people oh but we already have that right we already have gnolls i didn't care for the way gnolls were and do we though yeah uh i mean no don't get me wrong i love gnolls but i beat them to death years ago just like I did with goblins, and that's why they're not in my game anymore. So now we have Detrith. Detrith are the gnolls and goblin replacement for my world. There are no goblin awaits, but there are several times, I dare say, maybe even five or six different types of Detrith. Um, the, the smallest adults are right about four feet tall. They may weigh 60 or 70 pounds. Um, they are wiry, fur-covered, gaunt little buggers that are bestial in nature they have very low intelligence but higher than an animal so your typical animal might be like a one a two or a three uh detrith fall in about a six the smartest of them might be about a seven um and they which isn't smart that's not a smart detrith (laughs) that is not a smart creature uh the typical detrith has a vocabulary of about a thousand words so just to put that into perspective, an average adult in, uh, in the world, this not just America, but in the world, has a vocabulary somewhere between 20 and 35,000 words. So you're talking a detrith communicates through rudimentary speech, yips, barks, um, howls, and other growling sounds they might make, plus about a thousand words. So that's not a lot. So it's very difficult to communicate effectively if you are human with the Detrith. Um, It's good to compare them to wolf people, hyena people, something like that. If you can do that and say, well, this is kind of a bestial, animalistic wolf person, you're on the right track. Um, Interesting thing about Detrith, they never stop growing. Um, They are constantly getting bigger, bigger and bigger. Most of the time, Detrith dies somewhere between 10 and 20 years old. But at 10 years old, they've reached their their ultimate maturity. They're over four feet tall now. Many of them are now four and a half feet tall by about about 10 years old. Um, That's when they start dying because uh, the Detrith Society is 
very aggressive. They're very cutthroat. They're um, very selfish creatures. They're very competitive, aggressive, and arrogant. Um, the only reason they get along at all and survive at all is because it's a female matriarchy. Um, not a lot of people know that about Detrith. And, oh yeah, and, that's interesting. Yeah, they are run by the females. The females tend to be your normal hunter gatherer. So they Detrith eat about ninety to ninety five percent meat. They are carnivores. They do not prefer to eat vegetation of any type if they can help it that's considered to them like below them and they'll only do it if they have to they don't like sweet things anyway so it's difficult to find vegetation that doesn't have some kind of sweetness to it um, and when they do that's what that's what they'll pick on like nuts and uh, sour things they'll like those sort of things but more so they prefer meat and the biggest strongest of the detrith typically get first pick they will go after the heart they will go after organs, the brain, first. And when the biggest of the Detrith have had their fill, other Detrith will fight their way in for the kill and then take what they can. Um, Detrith don't have to eat but every two to three days. They could even go as much as five or six days without eating. Um, while common, that's not good for anybody. Um, so their, their society is really rough. They're constantly competing for food, constantly competing for a place in their, in their tribe or their pack, depending, different areas call them different things. Um, and, but the men, where the women are more the hunter-gatherers, men are more warlike, and they tend to form war bands. Uh, being that their, their individual bands may only be 8 to 12, because much more than that is very difficult for them to get along with one another. So once you get to about eight, 10, maybe 12 Detrith in a pack, they either start to fall apart or they have to find a unifying leader, someone big, someone strong, usually a female to keep them together. If there's a lack of female in their little clan, they're a war band and they just fight and fight and fight until they die. So how do the Detrith play into your world like i feel like um they i mean this might sound bad but i i feel like they're not a a, a boating society like they're not they're, they don't have a a kingdom or a keep like they're just a roving band of i mean animals right uh they are very animal like the that glimmer of intelligence that they do have um does set them apart um from animals a great deal but at the same time uh as far as animal goes they they are among the alphas in in an animalistic world without humanoids they are among the elite you know they're right there with bugbears because they are so savage they are so brutal um and they are the rogues of the wilds honestly they they have uh attacks that are very strong they're, they're very gifted with their weapons, usually. And I'd say the way they fit into my, my world is um, that if we talk about where they came from, long, long ago in Karnak, there were these, these titans, that, and they were the only living beings, and they worshipped the ancient gods, or the gods were a lot simpler back then. Um, and so each titan kind of has a place in my game world, where they've they have domain over over one thing or another 
and um, Morg is the Titan who embodies madness and he is the one who created the Detrith. He actually did it by touching beasts and turning them intelligent. And they, they almost became like werewolves or were creatures before that happened, but they don't they don't shape change. Um, and he did that. They were creatures of the night. They were um, vast in numbers. They proliferated quickly. Um, just an interesting thing. Detrith might have a litter of 10 to 12 pups. They'd be lucky if two or three survived to adulthood because that that uh competition for food that um that competition for a place in in their little clan is, is very difficult so but they come from morgue he he brought them during the titans war as his army uh, and that's where the detrith come from morgue is also known as the wanton or the madness which i think you've actually had some uh Experience with? Oh, some, absolutely. Some inter- yeah. <laughs> yeah, experience and interplay with the madness oh, yeah. that is Morg. So Morg, you're finding that out now that Morg is ultimately responsible for the madness. Um, but he is also the father of the Detrith. So did they have any kind of religion or um, place in, in the land? Or are they just roaming about like... Like, as you mentioned before, like animals. Well, they do look to nature um, for their religion that, you know, because nature is strong and powerful and can affect them. So when when it rains, certain game doesn't come out because they are hunters after all and warmongers. It's, so they are a kind of a slave to the weather, just like any of us. Um, but the, if they get a chance to, they'd rather go for dark powers such as like a warlock um it's possible for a detrith to have sorcery powers but you won't find any wizards no clerics at best you'll find a shaman who is kind of a healer of of a a very primitive nature and there are there are indeed detrith shaman but it's they're few and far between feels very low level like it feels um Oh, I, well, I say low level, but they're obviously if they band together, like they can be a formidable force. Uh, yeah. In groups of 12, if they have a veteran um, or a hunter in their group and you come across 12 Detrith with that that kind of uh, leading force with them, it is a fierce, a fierce thing to be reckoned with. Um, so your normal Detrith. They have 18 hit points, challenge rating is one half, um, and they have a very high dexterity at 18. Um, They are great with these spears. So the thing that the Detrith have that you talked about in the very opening is they have these bamboo spears that they carve themselves and they they rifle holes all the way around the spears so that when it comes at you it makes a whirring sound. And I've always described it to my players that if you've ever taken a plastic tube that is uh, I don't even like a pool tube that's meant to carry water away from with a pump or whatever like from an above ground pool sure. you know what I'm talking about you swing that thing around when you're a kid it makes a sound yeah it's like a woo 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 yeah and that's kind of the sound that the air that these um, spears make when they fly through the air however 
since the spear is rifled, the sound comes sound. It sounds like it's coming from all directions in 180 right. degrees. So it's, and it's very, fucking terrifying. Yeah. And Detrith, they can maintain once they get good, like the lower level Detrith can. But once the the ambusher, I believe it's called once the Detrith ambusher. Let me make sure that's right. Raider, the Detrith Raider learns a, an ability um, where he can keep himself hidden. He or she can, if they make an attack while hidden, um, their sneak attack is at maximum value. So some, you know, some Detrith get sneak attacks. Some of them get um, uh, like a reflexive trip. Actually, I think many of them get sneak attack. All of them get sneak attack. Thanks. Yeah, so th- they're just... They're quiet, quick, little shits. And they're menacing. They for are sure. menacing. Yeah, when you get a, they get to higher levels, like a Detrith Hunter, they get up to twenty-four hit points. It's a challenge rating of one. Um, they still only have a proficiency bonus of two, but with that eighteen dex, um, they get Spear Master. So any Detrith Hunter that uses that specially made, um, unique Detrith Spear. They get a plus one bonus to the attack and damage rolls. So they are hitting with a plus eight to hit, um, you know, 1d8 plus five piercing damage, plus their sneak attack if they're hidden, and they do have a good stealth at plus six. So that's the hunter. And when we work our way all the way up to the veteran, which is the highest level, I'm not going to go over all of them, but they have as many as 48 hit points, challenge rating of two. Um, but they are more, the veterans are more warmongers. They do have spears, um, but they get a charge attack um, and an improved critical and sword master. So these are all things. The sword master is going to give them plus two to attack and damage roll made with their sword. Um, all sword attacks with the improved critical made by the veteran score a critical on 19 or 20, especially if they can get advantage. They're doing that something like. 15 to 20 percent of the time and doing uh 1d10 plus five with that sword so it's plus eight to hit that's pretty pretty rough um in groups they're tripping you they're attacking you at range they put their big bulky guy up on you they are like a well-formed attack party and oftentimes half a fight will go by they'll watch their their buddies die i'll use that term for detrith very lightly buddies that watch their tribe mates die before they come out and get a sneak attack again because as far as the party knew the combat was almost over when all of a sudden the raider comes up from out of the out of the brush and makes his attack and then all bets are off you're into another fight detrith are just terrible they don't care when they're their uh their pack members die it doesn't phase them however they do always wait to attack until they have an advantage so that might mean that three of them are up on a ridge another three are hidden behind some brush three of them are in coming up from behind you while one of them is acting lame and injured in the middle of the road or hiding behind a cart that's overturned or has a woman chained down and She's screaming bloody murder. You know, the Detrith are sneaky. They're always going to try so, to get some sort of advantage. So that was that was going to be my next question was, is like, what is the alignment here? Like, what what is their ultimate, um, their ultimate goal? 
Like, are they, are they, you know, neutral evil? Are they chaotic evil? Like, does the alignment even matter? They are typically chaotic and most often evil. Um, almost all of the Detrith are chaotic. Um, there's never really a good Detrith. Their society does not warrant it. Uh, the way that they're brought up is not to share. It's There are no words in a Detrith language for affection or love. Um, the only thing that would be close is child rearing. And and the men of the of the Detrith community don't really talk much about that. They don't they leave that to the women. They let the, that's a sacred thing almost among the Detrith is the child rearing. The men aren't a part of it. Hmm. Dang. Yeah, that's I mean I feel like um, when it comes to the Detrith, because, I mean, when you look at the other races in D&D, you got trolls and you got orcs and that kind of thing. And I feel like they're kind of one-sided. But when it comes to the Detrith, like, there's a little bit more involved. There's a little bit more when, I mean, you're not just fighting, um, you know, somebody with strength and you're trying to take them down. Like, there's a little bit more involved when it comes to the Detrith. Like, there's... Um, there's history there, which I feel like you don't get that with some of the other races. Well, actually, the nice thing um, that 5th edition has done, and I give a, a major credit to with um, Volo's guide, is they've taken some of those really cool creatures that we didn't have a lot of background for in previous editions and really, really fleshed it out. Those, however, are mostly monsters that I don't use mostly things that you won't see when you come to my game like a goblin or a hobgoblin you know, things of that nature right. and all the way up until recently kobolds There's no, there was never kobolds in my world until now which that's that's a whole different story which we could probably spin it into Excuse yeah because I feel like that's a whole that's I mean that's new to me at the end of the day Yeah, I have a whole thing for bringing kobolds back and bringing them in. Well, back, bringing them into Karnak. Um, right. But that's that's a whole thing with uh, with what's going on in society today. And once you hear it, I think that you'll be like, oh, well, that just makes sense. Um, kind of like when the Detrith came onto the sea scene with Mord, it was uh, he needed an army. He created an army. Uh, and the Detrith, they, they just survive they just last they just don't go anywhere they're just always around and in massive amounts of numbers in any one area where detriths are prevalent say for instance the uh, western forests of Inok, uh toward the elven kingdoms you'll find the largest bands of detrith there and they might have little tribes of 30 or more, but then in those tribes, you've got a couple of veterans holding things together, a shaman, several females, um, you know, a lot going on that makes them a very successful, larger clan or pack. Uh, and there will always be around them scores of other packs, scores of other tribes of Detrith, ranging anywhere from three to six Detrith all the way up to that the biggest groups of 30 that you know that's rare 30 in one 
one pack is very, very rare, but it can happen. And I, and I've actually, the most I've ever used in one pack is I think 24, 25, right around there. Which is, which would be my next question. Cause like when it comes to Detrith, just like living in the world, like, do they have purpose? Are they trying to pursue something or are they just trying to live and procreate and just, you know, satisfy their numbers or their, or, or is there an ultimate goal? Uh, the de- the Detrith don't have enough frame of mind to have elaborate goals. Their ultimate goal is would be among the men, it would be to become a leader of their own tribe and to become rich and powerful. Um, Detrith will always wear what they steal from their victims. Um, many, especially those who are smaller, will have like really pieced together armor and clothes and maybe very little jewelry where the the uh, strongest among them will have several earrings, body piercings, rings, necklaces, armbands, ankle bands, belts, you name it. And they love gold. They love wearing gold. And so that would be their their number one priority is amassing a horde so that they can get the respect of other Detrith so that they can form their own either warband or hunting party. Again, there's there's really two distinctly different ways that they fight. Um, and then even among those two different ways, uh, a warband is very aggressive and will almost always attack and test humanoids. They'll probably send the smaller Detrith down first, and if they get killed off easily, they won't attack. Whereas um, if it's a a hunting band, the hunting band more so will try to catch someone alone, and they will follow a group of people for days until they've fought several times or what have you, and then attack. So they just have they have a lot of different ways, um, even among tribes. They each develop their own styles of fighting from things that they've learned from other Detrith in the past. And you can take all of the five or six different Detrith that I have, and you can mix or match their abilities. You can combine them together to make a challenge rating three Detrith if you wanted to and say that this is like he's the leader of the largest war band and the most successful Um and he maybe even has a shaman who he keeps with him. He may have even gained power over some of the women of the tribe. So there's the, the biggest thing, like I said, as far as goals, is respect among their people and riches. So if, you're wanting, if you were wanting to introduce Detrith into your game, like what is the first 10 minutes of that interaction? What does that look like? The first 10 minutes with, uh, like, as I'm DMing my group? Yes. Um, often, the first thing will be a trap of some sort. If And like I said, depending if it's a war band or a hunting band, I tend to like the hunting band because they're a little more clever. They don't necessarily use um, aggressive tactics. So if it's a war band, you'll often hear clacking. And that is the bamboo sticks being banged together in a number of times terrifying. to terrifying. signal other groups. And you'll hear it answer back in two or three different areas. That's meant as a positioning tool, saying how close that they are to their quarry. And as well as it's intimidating. 
to know that there are detrith in several groups. You have no idea how many groups or no money how no idea how many per group until they attack. Whereas if it's that um, that hunting party, it may be that you come across a downed wagon and they've already looted some merchant and they've been using this wagon for days trying to catch people on the road to stop and help a poor injured dying girl that they've kept alive just to use her as bait in which right. in which case you may still hear the clacking of those um spears but it might come from right in front of you as a detrith pops up signaling the rest of the the tribe to attack so Usually you'll only see a couple at a time. They'll try to lure you in. And then the bigger, tougher Detrith will attack. And often from behind. Thanks for listening to this episode of the D&D 420 podcast. For everything D&D 420 related, check out dnd420.com. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us there on the website and on YouTube at D&D 420. Lastly, as always, if you'd like to support the show, you can do that by telling another DM about the show and by visiting us on Apple Podcasts and leaving a rating and review. Thanks for subscribing and being a part of our work here at D&D 420. We will see you next week.